Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphuji, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, And he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everyone else around us has already started celebrating Christmas. That's right. The day after Thanksgiving seems to trigger Christmas. Game on. Thanksgiving is done. We've eaten the turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy. The next day, or perhaps even that night, game is on. Christmas is on. But here at St. Paul's. Yes, right here in our divine service, right here in this moment, we're following in the footsteps of the ancient church, and we will observe what is called the season of Advent. In other words, instead of increasing in elated Christmas cheer, in elated Christmas time, well, here at St. Paul's, we will follow in the footsteps of the saints that came before us and walk through the season of Advent first. Now, please remember, and please make note of this, that we're not observing the season of Advent to be a Christmas Scrooge, or perhaps even be the Grinch who stole Christmas. No, it's none of these things. And so, the real reason for observing the season of Advent is that we want to slow things down. Yes, we want to slow things down. As the culture around us goes into holiday frenzy, and as marketers, as you know, marketers and businesses ramp up their advertising to create a holiday buzz in the air, to to make everyone intense, to buy that next product, to go and go and go and cram everything into this season, we, though, are doing the exact opposite. Yes, we're doing the opposite. We're putting the brakes on here at St. Paul's. 
we've actually stripped down the divine service and singing Advent hymns and praying repentant prayers. In other words, instead of jumping on the hectic Christmas bandwagon four weeks too soon with the rest of the world, we will instead slow down. We will slow down in the divine service and go through the season of Advent first. We will do this with patience, with reflection, and pause. And as we do, the chances are that you and I may become a little uncomfortable, no doubt about it, or even agitated at the season of Advent. You see, Advent has a way of making us think about our sin, to think about our pride, to think about our cruelty and our unbelief. It has a way of making us think about our dying and our hell-bent stubbornness. Indeed, Advent slows us down in the divine services to contemplate our lives, to contemplate sin, reality, and God's word. It causes us to pause, to be gifted repentance, and to be prepared for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We may, though, secretly protest this. Yes, when no one is looking, we may grumble about Advent, saying something such as this. But why should we have church services driven by gloom and despair when everyone else around us is plunging right into the joys of the angels and the the marvel of the shepherds as well as Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and Santa and candy canes, of course. Why should we have the drag of Advent at church? Why should we be singing hymns that are 1,700 years old with a dirge feeling when everyone else is having Christmas fun. Dear friends, we must keep in mind the world sees no need for Advent. You heard that correct. The world sees no need for Advent because it does not like thinking about or acknowledging sin itself. The world does not like to ponder sin and sees no need for repentance, which is why Advent is useless to the world. You, though, yes, each and every one of you here today, you are not of the world, though, but you are of Christ, for you are baptized into his death and his life, and as one of God's baptized, you know that repentance must always come before faith. Yes, you know that we must receive the acknowledgement of our sin and consider our sin before we receive the gift of grace. You know that confession of sin must come before forgiveness of sins. You know that John the Baptist must come before the Christ, that Mount Sinai must come before Mount Calvary, that law must be proclaimed before gospel, and that, yes, Advent must come before Christmas. You see, since Advent means coming, the word Advent itself, Advent, that simple word means coming, since the Advent means coming, you already know that the next four weeks are not about celebrating the birth of Jesus, but rather preparing for the birth of Jesus. You already know that the Messiah comes to us, but before you and I can celebrate his arrival, we must first prepare for his coming by considering that most important question, For who does he come? Yes, for who does Jesus come? Now, my friends, it may seem odd to hear a Palm Sunday 
reading. Yes, that Palm Sunday reading. It always strikes me every year. We, we start Advent and then all of a sudden, boom, we are hit with a Palm Sunday text from the reading of the Gospel of Matthew. However, as we consider the Gospel reading a bit more closely, it makes sense why the ancient Christians read this text at the beginning of Advent. Consider this a moment. Why was Jesus riding on a donkey? Where was he traveling to? The obvious answer that we know already is that he was riding to Jerusalem. But why was he going to Jerusalem that day? The answer? It's very simple. He was going towards Calvary's cross. Yes, Jesus was riding on a donkey towards his death on the cross. He was riding on a donkey towards an encounter with the sin of the entire world. He, he traveled towards the cross to battle and to conquer nothing less than sin and death and hell itself. He was riding to be the sacrifice for all time and for all people. Therefore, as we think about this gospel reading on this very first Sunday of Advent, we realize the whole intent and the whole purpose of Jesus riding into Jerusalem Yes, riding into Jerusalem and coming to humanity in that manger some 2,000 years ago, get this, was to draw near a cross to forgive sins, to forgive sinners. In other words, our gospel reading answers the question of whom does he come for? It tells us that the Lord of the universe was not content to leave us sinners, helpless and alone, But instead, he set out to pursue sinful mankind. Now, do you see what is going on here? You see, if we bypass the season of Lent, excuse me, the season of Advent, yes, if we bypass the season of Advent like the world, we will forget the purpose and the reason for Jesus coming to mankind in that manger long ago. And that purpose clearly And succinctly, was that he pursued sinful mankind. He came for sinners. Perhaps this is why so many people don't like Advent. Let's just be frank. This is the reason why our old Adam, your old Adam, my old Adam, our sinful nature, this is the reason why our sinful nature actually hates Advent as well. It is not comfortable to think that the reason why Christmas had to happen is that Jesus had to come for sinners. Frankly stated, the Christmas gospel is a message for sinners. And only those who acknowledge their sin can understand the true meaning of Christmas. Indeed, only our hearts, only hearts that are gifted repentance through the season of Advent can receive the fullness of the joy that comes to us in the season of Christmas. So perhaps we may be thinking this. Are we, are, we saying, are we saying right here and right now, are we saying that people who bypass and negate and snub their nose at the season of Advent do not understand Christmas? Are we actually saying that? Yes, that is exactly and precisely what we are saying. Dear friends, through the season of Advent and our gospel reading from today, we're actually granted a greater clarity and soberness to understand and appreciate the reason why Jesus was born some 2,000 years ago. 
He was born to come and deal with the very sin that is brought to light during this Advent season. He was born to die for sinners such as you and especially me. And so Advent causes us to be aware of our sin and to wait and to, to, to anticipate the gospel, to long for the Lord who comes with forgiveness, life, and salvation. But keep in mind that this waiting does not happen by us pacing back and forth or twiddling our thumbs in a holiday boredom. No, you and I, we anticipate, we wait, and we hope. We anticipate, we wait, and hope for the Lord by coming to this church service to enter into the divine services where we confess together and pray together and sing together and journey through the season of Advent towards Christmas together as the body of Christ. The world's Christmas has already begun. The sales are on, the decorations are up, the parties have started, and the Black Friday fights at Walmart have already occurred, and yet in the church, yet right here, we wisely slow down. We take each day of Advent with patience and repentance and self-contemplation, peacefully waiting for the day of Christmas to draw upon us. And so we go slowly through Advent, looking forward to hearing afresh that Jesus came to us in that manger. We journey through the Advent season, considering that the same king who was born in that manger and went to that cross is the same king who comes to us in our baptisms, the very same king the same king who comes to us in, with, and under the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of sins. And so Advent is not some old-fashioned, unadventurous tradition, but a beautiful gift, a gift of repentance that prepares us for Christmas. It prepares you and it prepares me to confess the word Hosanna, that is, save us now, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.